Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, happy Thursday. Well, I guess it's Friday now. Happy Friday, Boise State fans. We are actually recording this show, so that's why I uh, messed up the date there. I appreciate you for joining us. We got an awesome show scheduled today. We are going to chat with uh, Justin Schultz in just a minute, the Boise State softball coach. Joe Nickel from the uh, Horseshoe Collective going to join us as well. Uh, so uh, we uh, cannot take your comments today on the show, so I apologize if you are trying to uh, put a comment in today. You guys can chat with yourselves there in the YouTube chat, but uh, this show is being uh, recorded, but we wanted to get you a fresh show today anyway. Uh, I am uh, up in Seattle for the Cardinals-Mariners series this weekend as you watch this uh, with the family, so uh, go uh, go Cardinals. But uh, still a great show planned for you on Friday, and just a heads up, next week we're going to start an off-season review of the uh, basketball season. So we got uh, all seven, basically, of the returning players that played last year. We're going to hopefully interview a couple of them, talk about their season, look ahead, and then we'll start our football off-season storylines Um 20 questions facing the football team. We'll start that on May 1st, believe it or not. So we got tons of uh, off-season content for football and basketball, but we got a lot of other sports that are uh, going strong right now that we want to spend a lot of time uh, talking about, as you heard uh, there. And, and we're going to get to Justin Schultz in just a second, but we are broadcasting from the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. Make sure you check them out. More than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails. Pick one up at your local gas station or grocery store, rowpaint.com, our title sponsor. If your uh, garage has that ugly oil stain, you know, what are you waiting for? Make the switch, get the concrete coating from rowpaint.com, and they can uh, take care of you. One-day install is five times stronger than epoxy. Transform the look of your back patio, your garage at rowpaint.com. And if you need a new vehicle, Lithia Ford of Boise, highly recommend them as well, lithiafordofboise.com. You can view the full inventory of vehicles. You can do what the Reigns family did, purchase our uh, F-150 from Lithia. But if you're not looking to buy from them, you can still – they will uh, buy your used vehicle, uh, the appraiser, or make you a cash offer on the spot at Lithia Ford of Boise. And uh, certainly – if you're looking for a new bank, I highly recommend ICCU, Idaho Central Credit Union, the best in mobile e-branch online banking, ICCU. We uh, love them at the Reigns Family Bronco Nation News, and we're very appreciative of their uh, support at ICCU for Bronco Nation News. So I mentioned uh, Boise State softball. They're going to be in action tonight, uh, this afternoon, when you watch this. And nice enough to uh, join us for a couple of minutes here is the head softball coach, Justin Schultz. Justin, appreciate your time. How's it going, man? It's going well. I appreciate you having me on, and I always got to give you a hard time. But when we first talked on this show, you said we got to be winning a lot of games to get back on, and we're fifteen and two in the last uh, seventeen. So uh, I appreciate you getting me back on with the success the team's having. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, obviously deserved and warranted to have you on and keep talking about this team and and uh, what they're doing. And you guys continue to roll. You went to uh, California last weekend and got it done there with the sweep of San Jose. Uh, state and then uh, beating St. Mary's as well. But uh, I mean, it's kind of, you, you just continue to kind of uh, get it done. You split the series with obviously in a tough first game with Nevada. I was at that one. You guys certainly had some chances to win that one. You came back and won the second one. But uh, as you mentioned, uh, you're winning a lot of games right now. I mean, overall, you have to be pretty pleased with how you guys are playing. Yeah, we're, we're playing well. Uh, we're, we're winning in a lot of different ways. You look at that first Nevada game last week. Um, and we left 13 runners on base and you lose by one. And so how do you make adjustments there? Uh, what I've been really proud of is our pitching and our 
uh, defense has been a lot more consistent. I think earlier in the season, a lot of question marks around both sides um, and both of them. Uh, we've gotten really good starts from Taylor, really good starts from Lindsey, uh, and our defense is starting to find their their rhythm. And so that's really, I think, attributed to a lot of our success. I know we talk about the offensive numbers a ton, um, but that's been the backbone of our team. And you saw that in that one nothing victory against San Jose when Taylor threw an absolute gem for us. I know I kind of asked you this last time we had you on a little bit, but how do you think the tougher schedule at the beginning of the season prepared you for Mountain West play? And I know that was kind of your goal, um, whether or not it was going to help you get an at-large bid, which you're in the mix for or not. You just wanted to win the Mountain West and be in position there because you knew what that would potentially propel you to do. Uh, have you Not to say necessarily that the Mountain West games are easier than a lot of games you already played, but are, uh, playing those tough games, doing what you did early in the non-con, how have you noticed uh, – the team, uh, you know, benefit from that, you know, this time of year? Yeah, I think we're, we're unfazed by tough losses. You see us lose to Colorado State 13 to 11 in a dog fight. Um, we come out the next day and run rule them. Uh, and the same thing with Nevada. We lose a 6-5 ball game. We got to play 30 minutes later. We don't dwell on it. We come back and put up nine runs and, and beat them nine to five. Uh, it was nine to two going to the seventh. So we had it um, pretty much in hand. And so I, I think the response has been the biggest thing that we've taken away from that really tough non-conference schedule. I think we had a five-game losing streak at one point, um, playing really, really talented teams, but it's it's how do you get better every single day, and our athletes have really shown um, their resilience, and, and they don't allow the ups and downs of the season to dictate how they play. Now, I don't have our stat man, Jay Tust, with us to confirm some of these numbers, but uh, you probably know him well. I mean, are you guys still leading the nation in home runs per game? Right uh, unless, Jay, unless Jay posts about it or uh, Mackenzie, my wife, uh, talks about it, uh, I don't really, I don't really pay attention that much. I know, I know we're in the top in a lot of those categories, but I, I would guess after only hitting uh, one home run per game over the last three, we probably dropped into that three did, did or four you, spot again. I know you've had very strong offenses your whole career. That's kind of been your thing. But I mean, going into the season, did did you think this offense was one that could lead the nation in home runs and be up there in batting average and OBP, you know, some of these other stats? I mean, uh, was this, did you have a feeling this was going to be a really strong offensive team? Yeah, I knew we were going to be strong offensively. I didn't know how strong, honestly. And when you look at the strength of schedule too, to see the numbers that we've been putting up, um, I think that's the biggest surprise to me is a, a much tougher strength of schedule this year. We had a great offensive team last year. Um, but we're we're blowing uh, those numbers out of the water as of today. And so I think that's been the biggest surprise is with the strength of schedule and the numbers we're putting up. It's been a good combination uh, to have six, you know, hitters batting at least 319 in your order. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned leaving all those runners on base. You're getting a lot of runners on base and having a lot of chances to score a lot of runs. I know you're doing it with the long ball, but it's not just the long ball. Um, I mean, just is it something that that, that you did and putting it is it's just the, the group of, you know, young women just coming together and they're all just really good? Or, or how do you explain, I guess, some of the offensive numbers where you're at? Yeah, I mean, you touched on the strength of schedule early on. I think as coaches, it allowed us to kind of figure out, okay, when we're facing um, really good pitching and we're in that dogfight, how do we manufacture? We don't just rely on the long ball. And so we had a lot of trial and errors ourselves early in the season trying to figure out what was the best rhythm for this offense. Uh, we draw a lot of walks, which leads to multiple runs when we do hit the long ball. Um, we've bunted for hits a lot better. I know bunts aren't the, the thing anymore in baseball or softball, but we've bunted for a lot of hits this year. Um, so I think you see when we're not swinging it well, we can still manufacture without just relying on that that one swing for the home run. 
Now, I know, uh, Jay, and a lot of people are trumpeting you for already for, you know, Mountain West Coach of the Year if they even offer that. But, uh, I mean, you benched Kelsey Hall at one point this season. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what we can do about that. But uh, uh, I know you touched on it last week or last time we had you on. But just, uh, you know, for folks that are just jumping on to softball now or don't know much, uh, you know, about Kelsey and her story, uh, first of all, I guess, touch on what how impressive it is what she's doing, but also uh, what was kind of behind, I guess, and maybe explain a little bit. Uh, she, she hasn't been in your lineup every game this season. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey's a special player. We got to see it last year, um, comeback player of the year. Uh, sometimes, I mean, a lot of it is uh, confidence. It's uh, what you're doing in practice. We have, and to her defense, the deepest part of our team is our outfield. Um, so we got a lot of good hitters. And so early on, she wasn't having as much success. Uh, we, we talked about it and I had a short hook on her as well with some other athletes as well. Um, but it was her just getting her mind right coming in and when she got her chances running with them and, uh, she ran with them. And like I said, maybe I could have given her a few more chances early on to get her hotter quicker, but, um, she's a tough kid and I'm really proud of the way she's responded to all the adversity. Um, I mean, cause social media is not easy to everyone knew she's the comeback player of the year. She's not in the lineup consistently. How does she handle that? And she really leaned on people like her family, um, the coaching staff and her teammates to kind of get through those times. Safe to say, though, whenever we see the graphic come across with the lineup from here on out, we're not going to have to worry about her not being in there. Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say <laughs> it's completely safe, but I, I would I'd be a fool probably not to have her with the way she's been swinging the bat lately. She'll be in our lineup pretty regularly. What 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 uh, in terms of uh, you've coached at Oregon and a lot of big time places and seen a lot of players on the softball side and even on the baseball side, just being a, a baseball fan, a softball fan. I mean, uh, uh, the kind of run that that she's been in and continues to be in and all the, the home runs and the hits and the game I was at uh, the Nevada series. I mean, an intentional walk twice. Uh, I don't know how common that is in softball to get intentionally walked uh you know multiple times like that and i know the one time it did pay off for for nevada it was probably a smart strategy but uh just the the now the kind of fear that she's putting into some of these opposing teams uh it's pretty uh incredible that the type of hitter you have right now yeah it allows our our lineup to uh be more comfortable around her knowing that they're focused a lot on her and they can get better pitches um the the run she went on when i think jay was posting a lot about it a lot of people were talking about that run I don't think I've ever seen that in my my playing career, my coaching career. Um, what she was doing was just ridiculous. I think 18 at-bats, I think only got out one time in that 18 at-bat span with a ton of home runs. Um, and so uh, she had a tough first game at San Jose State this weekend. And it's like, how do we respond? And she responded nicely with a couple hits um, in the second game and at St. Mary's. And so she's learning to flush, I think, the bad quicker. And that's all we want for those coaches is how do, how do the athletes continue to grow throughout their career here? And she gets a lot of the uh, pub, and rightfully so, for what she's doing. 11 home runs, 42 RBIs. But you've got Jordan Hutchins with 10 home runs. You've got uh, multiple play- – I think at least four players with seven home runs. And I mentioned the batting average. you got Autumn, uh, you know, Bennett at 424, Mc- Mackenzie Hanna 353. I mean, uh, it's she gets a lot of the headlines, but uh, it's, it's certainly not a one-person one show here. No, we, we're, we're, we're loaded. Um, we've got about – 12 to 13 hitters that we can filter through. Um, and it's great when we've got the right matchups, but yeah, I mean, Autumn's been the one, I think we were just talking about her a little bit ago in the office is just, she's really come onto the scene confidence wise in the box. I think um, early in her career, not really she's more a defender than a hitter. Uh, I think career average was probably just under 300 maybe. And th- what she's doing this year has been really, really special. Um, she's stepped up. We lose people like Kelsey Lawler, Ali Singh, um, last year. And so now for her to be doing what she's doing, she's picked up some of those 
holes that we thought we might have, but um, you'll see it a lot of different ways. Our lineup's hard to get out. And I think the thing that we don't talk enough about is the averages are great. Um, almost all of our kids are in the 400s on base percentage. Um, so there's the reason why when we hit home runs, we're uh, amongst the nation's top and runs scored is because there's always people on when we're hitting the ball out of the park. And, and the pitching staff, I mean, uh, I know you brought Lindsey Wall Jasper in, and at least from an ERA standpoint, has uh, been a little bit of a struggle at times uh, for, for her adjusting to, to the Mountain West and some of the you know tough matchups uh, in the early non-con as well that she's had to go up against. But uh, with, with Taylor Caudill, and like you said, 2.84 ERA uh, and what she's done over 100 – innings now um how do you feel moving forward about the pitching staff yeah they've been they've gotten a lot more efficient i think we talk about that in the mountain west with high elevation um they're doing a good job of throwing the ball through the zone um taylor's been climbing the ladder every single week and Lindsay's done the same thing i think Lindsay's era is a little bit skewed in a sense because we are um as you can see at this point thin in the circle right now so we're relying on two or three pitchers pretty much every weekend and so she'll stick at she'll stay out there a little bit longer than maybe she should in certain situations, but we know she can get out of the jam. Um, and so I think that attributes a little bit to her ERA being a little bit higher for people's eyes. But I've been really proud of the way she's pitched the last two or three weeks, um, constantly keeping us in ball games, and um, really done a good job getting ground balls for our defense to work. So as folks watch this on a Friday, there will be a game at 4 o'clock uh, this afternoon against Utah State. Then you have Utah State Saturday at 4 o'clock, and I believe Sunday at noon you guys sit atop the mountain west standings at 10 and 2 utah state's kind of in the middle there with you know uh five six seven teams that are all kind of a game or two away they're sitting at six and seven uh in in the league standings but uh every game at this point as you try to clinch this regular season title get the number one seed in the conference tournament i mean all these games are important right yeah we talk about one game at a time so yeah we've got nine nine conference games left uh, a 10th game in a non-conference against Idaho State. But our, our job is we're just focused on Friday at 4 p.m. Um, can we play our best softball that day? And then we'll worry about the next day when it comes. Uh, it's it's nice to see where we're at in the standings, but we try to put blinders on when it comes to all that stuff because that's when you slip up to people. Um, it's, it's really you just got to play good softball every single day. Two final questions for you, and they both involve your wife since you mentioned her uh, earlier. Uh, you know, the, you, you said my wife. I don't know if that's still yeah. how that feels to say, but you kind of surprised some folks in, in the offseason just decided to go get married to your uh, your longtime girlfriend. And congratulations uh, publicly. I didn't know if that was public or not, but it is since you just said it. Uh, yeah. But uh, you can you kind of just uh, did your own thing and kind of just uh, went on a Friday and got married, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty private person, I feel like, when it comes to my personal life. And so for a while, we talked about doing a, maybe a destination wedding or something. And um, the stressors of planning all that, we finally got to a point where we're like, you know what, let's just go elope. So we did it over at the Boise Train Depot in October. And it was just her parents, my parents, and our pastor. And so it was a nice little event. But yeah, I, I don't. the big crowds kind of make me uncomfortable. So trying to do vows in front of everybody would have been tough. Well, I know you're having a happy marriage, but I just wonder with the uh, two times you've been ejected this year, um, have you had to worry at all? You know, no. is the, has she changed the key at all? I know I talked to Matt Bowsher when he got kicked out of the basketball game. He said, hey, if it happens again, I know I can't come home. Uh, what uh, I know the second one was probably a little quick hook. You probably didn't deserve that one. But uh, how, how does uh, Mackenzie feel about the, the, the two heave hoes you've gotten this year? Uh, she's probably a little more fiery than I am at times. So I think uh... – yeah, she she understands for sure, and I don't. I think the key would get changed for other things. Um, I need to sometimes use my off days a little bit better to take her to dinner and do some nice things. But uh, no, she's all about the uh, 
the uh, intensity on the field, and she thought in both cases uh, we were in the right. So well, she's I a think huge any, supporter. I think any uh, player, fan, whatever, would love a loves a manager that's going to defend his team. And and uh, the second one, just nobody knew what happened against Nevada. What what did happen against Nevada? It just seemed like all of a sudden the guy's like, "You're gone." And then I didn't want to do it to you as we, you know, I didn't want to do it, but I, I have the video of kind of the slow walk of shame of you walking back to the locker room or whatever, you know, back there. And it was, I, I thought about playing some slow music or something and putting that on social media. I didn't do it to you because we're friends, but I, I, uh, you know, that had to be a, a tough walk back there. And then you had to watch the rest of the game. Uh, I don't know your phone or computer or something. And you know, you have a bases loaded one run game in the last inning. I had to be killing you. Yeah. It's frustrating. And I have to learn there's, there's times to, uh probably utilize that ejection maybe um but i also have to understand that it's not in the best interest of our team either um it was a it was a quick one um fran got warned in the first inning which is simple just asking questions going back and forth with the umpire um i didn't agree with the way he handled that situation was pretty quick on the trigger with her just asking to watch a specific thing with nevada um kind of forgot about it we're in the fourth inning now it was a team warning i go out there to argue a out of the box call and as I'm walking back, I kind of just say, we got to be better. Check out this, like check out the video board or whatever. And as I'm in the dugout, he, I think he went back into his book to warn me and realize we had already used our warning. And I think that's why he was just like, you got to go. So I was a little more confused than anything. I didn't think it even warranted a warning in my opinion, but that's why I'm a coach and not an umpire, I guess. Yeah, I just was – I was wanting you – we didn't even see a finger point. I, mean, I thought you'd, you'd throw the hat <laughs> down. I thought you got to get your money's worth at some point there. Yeah, that one that one was a quick one. I knew I had been ejected a couple weeks ago and wanted to keep it mellow. And like I said, um, frustrating because, yeah, I would have liked to be on the field in that tight ball game at the end. Um, but you live and you learn, and um, I got to do a better job at understanding situations as well. Well, hopefully the weather warms up here. It's been rough uh, even coaching my little kids' uh, baseball team. We're, we're, we're practicing in snow flurries this week. I mean, it is crazy right now. It's not softball weather for sure. So hopefully the weather is, uh, you know, Good this weekend. Hopefully you get some big crowds out there. And, uh, again, 4 o'clock today starts the series with Utah State. Uh, best of luck, Justin. We appreciate you coming on and, and uh, keep winning, and, and we'll keep doing this a few more times, man. Right on. I appreciate you having me, and uh, have fun up in Seattle. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. There he is, Justin Schultz, Boise State softball coach. And, uh, hey, we're going to bring on Joe Nickel in just a minute. I want to thank a couple more of our sponsors real quick. Transportation Compliance Service. You looking for a new job? How about TCS? Transportation Compliance Service can help you every step of the way to get into the trucking industry, the DOT permits, overweight permits, all the things you need. Check them out, transcompservice.com. You need a dentist? I got the perfect guy for you. Chris Minert. Dr. Miner, Boise Dentistry Co. They got five locations across the Treasure Valley. They make going to the dentist an enjoyable experience. Check them out. BoiseDentistryCo.com. Find a location near you. You need business insurance, United Commercial Insurance. They can write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. Bronco Nation's News is a client. I use all these companies. I, you know, Dr. Miner, it's my dentist. I use United Commercial Insurance for our business insurance. So I'm not just giving you lip service. These folks really are the best, and we appreciate their uh, support of Bronco Nation News. Quick call could save you hundreds of dollars at, at unitedcommercialinsurance.com. They make business insurance easy. Our friend Mark Ridley, Ridley's Family Markets. Check them out. Shop Ridley's Dot com. They got the new app. Go download the new Ridley's app. 
in your smartphone and then get savings up to 40% when you use it at one of the 13 Idaho locations. The Blue and Orange Store, are you looking for new Boise State gear? You can get free shipping, any order for over $40 online at theblueandorangestore.com. And you can also uh, go in there at the Boise Town Square Mall on the second floor next to the Pro Image and get all your uh, all your Boise State gear there. And last but certainly not least, Matt Bousher, Bousher Real Estate. The number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley is Matt Bousher. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Check them out, BoucherRealEstate.com. Really excited about uh, this one. We're going to bring in our friend Joe Nickel. Uh, Joe, I'm still not used to the hair, man. You got the – I'm used to the, the shorter hair or you're wearing a ball cap or something, but uh, – Yeah, you're not alone. I'm, I've been getting that a lot lately, which tells me it's getting to the point where I'm either going to have to cut it or I'm committed for the long haul. So, Joe, a uh, longtime employee at Boise State University. How many years were you there? I think 17 total okay. um, started back in 2005, but um, yeah, long time, long enough to make this place close to my heart. I can tell well, you. Well, and you obviously uh, are using. You're now the uh, executive. What's the t- exact title? I guess of the Horseshoe Collective, executive director. Does that work? Or yep, executive director of the Horseshoe Collective. The Horseshoe Collective, uh, thehorseshoecollective.com. They're doing a lot of big things. We thought it was a good time. I've tried to get Joe on a couple of times. He's like, hey, I got one more thing I'm working on. Just give me another week. Give me another week. And I, we finally have enough out there public now that I think it's fun to catch up and talk about it and maybe uh, update Bronco Nation on some of the things that are going on and things they can get involved in to be helping uh, with the Horseshoe Collective. And uh, I know you're using a lot of your relationships and contacts over at Boise State, Joe. It's been kind of a natural fit for, for both sides, it seems like. Um, but I guess before we get into some of the specifics, the, the horseshoe collective folks that aren't familiar with it, just what is it and, and, and how, uh, can people get involved generally before we get into some of the things you guys are doing? Yeah. I mean, I think if, if you're not familiar with name image likeness, um, and you know, the new legislation that's passed in the NCAA, you know, that's probably the starting point for a conversation, but with most of your you know crew being, you know, well, well-read in the college athletic space, you know, I'll assume everybody's, you know, dialed up on NIL. Um, You're seeing collectives pop up throughout the country. Um, We had some donors start a collective, you know, here for Boise State, and it's a nonprofit organization. And the mission statement, uh, you know, basically says, you know, we exist to support local charitable causes by pairing them with community-minded Boise State student-athletes. So what we're doing is trying to promote local charitable causes by using Boise State student athletes, uh, name, image, and likeness. Um, the the response from charities in town, the response from student athletes at Boise State has been phenomenal. Um, you know, our goal is to impact every program at Boise State and ultimately every student athlete at Boise State. And we're building this blue collar. You know, a lot of the announcements you've seen, we've been partnering with some businesses, and that's going to help. You know, from a long term sustainability standpoint, um, fundraising is going to be huge. Um, we've had a lot of great meetings on the fundraising front, um, but, you know, building business partnerships and sponsorships, you know, much like how you build BNN, BJ, that's that's exactly what we're out banging the drum and, and, and you know, getting out uh, in the community and and trying to educate as many people as possible about what we're doing. What's uh, I, I want to get to the beer in a minute, but that's obviously the thing everybody thinks is cool. I know you have a big event coming up with that in a couple of weeks, and that's kind of one of the outside the box type things you guys are are doing. But uh, the the initial way that you've gotten the student athletes involved, you've done a couple of uh, meet and greet events. There's some some clinics, uh, some camps you're having them work at. Uh, so essentially, yeah. you can pay these uh, pay these student athletes to participate in some of these events and clinics and things. Uh, fill us in on kind of what what you've been able to do and and, and actually put some. Cash in some of these uh, student athletes' pockets. 
Yeah, I mean, the first the first charitable organization that we partnered with uh, was Game Changers Idaho. Uh, their executive director, Gabriel Moreno, is one of the most phenomenal human beings uh, that you will ever meet. And he is building something phenomenal here in Boise. Um, essentially, he has uh, sport programming uh, for young kids with and without disabilities. So he's built flag football leagues. Um, he's got gymnastics. He's got CrossFit. I mean, he's got He's got all sorts of programming for kids to get involved in. And it just seemed like such a natural fit, you know, a flag football league for kids with disabilities and partnering with, you know, the Boise State football team and getting some basketball players out there. Um, you know, he's got um, plans for the future to, to, to expand his programming as well. And basketball might be something that's, that's coming soon. And so having some guys to partner with him, we sent a few of our basketball players out to an event last week. I took a few football players uh, to deliver jerseys to kids that made the team, uh, you know, for the flag football league. We've got Friday night. We're going to have a bunch of our football players going out and helping him run the flag football league that night. Um, it's just awesome opportunities for our young men and women at Boise State to give back to the community, to a group of people that that look up to them. It's I just think it's a perfect use of name, image, and likeness. So I, how do I'm, you I'm pick proud. the uh, how do you pick the student athletes that get that get picked? Obviously, it's the we saw the basketball picture, and it's it's no no secret that it's the three returning starters that are the ones that are uh, in the photo with some of the kids. Uh, is that a is that a thing where you just say I need three players, and they and Boise State gives you three? Do you try to take care of the the the, the more star players? Uh, how, how does this work? No, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I mean, our goal is going to be to have every student athlete at Boise State signed to a contract um, and, and getting them out. When you think about 350 plus Boise State student athletes getting out into the community, however many times a year, um, you know, that combined effort makes Boise State's athletic department, specifically at student athletes, one of the most community engaged groups in the state of Idaho. And when we get to that point, I'm going to be incredibly proud of the efforts that got us there um, right now it's, it's a lot of guys just reaching out saying, how can I get involved? You know, what can I do? Um, you know, we don't have everybody signed to contracts right now. Um, you know, but that doesn't matter. The, the guys that we have, uh, in our programs at Boise state, um, they want to show the community, you know, that they're committed to this, that, that this is how we're going to build. This is people seeing the impact that the young men, men and women in our programs are, are able to have. Um, and so people that, you know, aren't even signed to contracts are just, Hey, let me help you. Let me help build this. This is something we would want to do anyway. Let's show the community what we can do, what we're all about. And then hopefully that builds into some more sponsorships and, you know, corporate partnerships and, and fundraising as well. And there's so many levels to this. So I, I, I want to get back to the beer and the events and stuff. But while we're on this kind of topic, I guess, uh, uh, I know the the inducements and the pay for play thing is a big thing people talk about. Um, you are not technically, a, you know, you, you can't tell a recruit hey we'll give you 50 grand uh, if you come here uh but what kind of ha have you had conversations i guess or been enlightening with recruits at all about the opportunities that exist for them um what other guys potentially are making that are there how, how do you come into the to this game because i know we're seeing this nationally where guys are promised six-figure deals and all this or whatever um i'm sure you're working directly with these coaches when it comes to hey we got a big time prospect uh coming on campus next week you know uh, what can we do for them how, how does that work in terms of what you can and can't say, what you can and can't do? And, 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 and even for the current players, when you mention a contract, is it a per event type thing? Or do you say, we'll give you this, but we need you for five different things? Or, or how does that all kind of work? No, it'll be, it'll be an annual contract with, with student athletes. Um, you know, and those contracts aren't going to come until people arrive on campus and are enrolled in school. That's, that's how that's going to work. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's important to stay, you know, you, you talked about it at the beginning, 
um, you know, being close to Boise State, you know, having been there for so long, having the relationships and the connections there, those relationships and connections are important, you know, meeting, you know, understanding what the rules and regulations are is, is very important because you don't want to jeopardize, you know, anybody's eligibility, get anybody in trouble. Like I worked in college athletics for 20 years. Like I want to be able to do this the right way. So being able to pick up the phone and call compliance and say, hey, this is something on the horizon. What do you guys think about this? Um, you know, having some relationships with coaches saying, hey, this is an idea that we have. Do you think this is something that would be supported? You know, we're going to put this event on. Would you mind showing up? And in Boise State, the administration, the coaches, they want this to be successful. And, and you know, their response to a lot of what we've we've talked about building and, and, and having them be a part of has, has been amazing. So uh, I appreciate the support. I appreciate Jeremiah. I appreciate Cody. Um, you know, Walsh, uh, you know, the coaches, the student athletes, like the relationships have been awesome. And what we're building is phenomenal. And I hope it's something that our community can be proud of. So so is, are collectives allowed to talk to uh, either high school kids or, and or transfers uh, just to explain the what you guys offer and what opportunities might be available? Or is that something the coaches have to do where they say, hey, we have this collective. They're giving player A this amount of money. You might have similar opportunities if you come here, that kind of thing. I would say I would say the best person that you'd want to talk to about rules and regulations, BJ, would be, you know, Nathan Burke in compliance. What I can say is that when I have a question about, you know, something that's arisen or something that we're thinking about doing, I make sure that what we're doing is going to be above board and I communicate with Boise State. So that, that's probably the best way to answer that question. OK, I just I guess from a general standpoint, I know collectives are involved in that kind of stuff. And I didn't know if a, if a guy comes to visit, he's probably going to want to know what are my opportunities. I didn't know if that's a something you can get involved with or is that more of something that Boise State does? And then one. Well, that's where building that's where yeah. building the, uh, you know, the branding, the awareness of the collective and what we're doing. That's where that's important. Getting that out into the community, you know, the more NIL opportunities and it's not just collectives. You know, people are talking about collectives specifically, but it's not just collectives. You know, when you're talking about name, image and likeness. The more opportunities that exist uh, in, you know, a, a city or a location, you know, surrounding an institution, the more enticing, you know, attending that institution is going to be for somebody. So, I mean, my background is in media relations and, you know, trying to promote, you know, causes and programs. And that's what I've spent a lot of my time trying to do is build awareness around the Horseshoe Collective and what we're about and, you know, communicate with you guys and let you know that there's opportunities out there, you know, for media stuff. Um, so that's kind of where I've built a lot of my, uh, the base of, of what we're trying to build. So people are aware that this is something and, you know, the longer we're in existence and the more, you know, corporate sponsorships and business relationships and fundraising, all of that is going to pay dividends down the road. And as you mentioned, the corporate sponsorships, I mean, obviously the main thing you need is money, uh, to be able to do more events and have, you know, more deals with more athletes and the more, uh, revenue income you can have, the, the better that positions Boise state, you know, in terms of, uh, being an attractive place for players, uh, what, what two, two interesting things you guys have done is, uh, you know, first of all, the, the beer, uh, tell us about that. And obviously there's, I think it's what 10 cents or there's a certain amount of money from each beer that gets sold. That's going to go back to the collective. Uh, how did that whole partnership come about? Well, we had an event out at Western proper. Um, and I met the ownership out there, Melissa and Carrie, I mean, they're phenomenal people. And, you know, just the conversations kind of kind of started to develop from there. You know, hey, this was awesome. We appreciate the opportunity to hold this out here. Um, you know, let us know if we can do anything down the road. And, you know, I brought up the beer and and Carrie and Melissa were incredibly receptive to it. And uh, we started talking about it. You know, they they came to me and said, hey, we this is something we would want to be, you know, low alcohol percentage, sessionable, something you can have a couple of when you're watching a sporting event. And 
Um, so it just, it took off real quick. We signed, we signed a deal and, and yeah, pro, portions of the proceeds uh, are, are going to come back as a donation to the collective. This is, this is Western Collective's 13th beer that they've done uh, that supports a charitable organization. Um, so this is something they, they were already involved in, uh, you know, giving back to the community. That, that's something that was already important to them and, and in their structure and their mission. Um, you know, they're, they're sports fanatics. They, they love Bronco athletics. Um, and this was an opportunity for them to, you know, get into the space in, in, a, in a certain capacity. Um, you know, I'm not Boise State. This is a third party, you know, so you're not going to see Boise State logos on the cans or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, this is the first. Uh, partnership of its kind in the country uh, where a, a brewery is partnered with a collective and proceeds are going back to it. And, um, you know, Kerry did an interview and he, he, you know, divulged some of the numbers that he thinks, you know, could come from this partnership. But, you know, again, when I said, we're going to blue collar this. And what, what I mean by that is you, you take 10 of these kind of deals in different areas, uh, uh, you know, different categories. And I mean, you do this with your sponsorship stuff. Um, you know, you, you start stacking these over time, and eventually, yeah, there's a lot more revenue coming in. And, and what we're able to do with that is pay student athletes to get involved and give back to our community. So it's it's a perfect model. It's um, what we're doing. I think it's great. Now, you've been a uh, known you for about 10, 11 years. You've been a guy that's enjoyed a good beer every once in a while. Uh, how involved were you with the uh, the 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 uh, makeup of the, the, and the taste of the beer? Not, not, not at all. Other than showing up on the, the first day that, that they started the brewing process, Kyle, their, you know, their head brewmaster, uh, just, you know, seeing what he does. Um, I, I thought it was a cool, it was a cool experience for me. Um, you know, back in the day, I would, I would brew my own beer at my house, um, you know, five gallons at a time and these little gr- glass carboys. And so to see a professional do it and to see it, you know, you know, the, the starting out process was really cool for me. Um, and they said we'd be done by the end of April. So let's have a launch party. And uh, we're going to have that on Saturday, April 29th. Um, it's going to be 1 to 4 p.m. out at uh, Western Collective. Uh, you know, food trucks, uh, you know, music. Um, BJ, I invite you out. Uh, I'm going to send be- a press release. I'm going to try to come, yeah. You should. You'll come. I'll buy you a beer. Um, <laughs> I absolutely will. I-, I have not tried it yet. I, I can't wait to try it. Um, I've, you know, I've sampled, you know, uh, other-, other offerings that they have, and it's, it's all been good. Uh, so I'm excited. Um, I've, I've seen the logo uh, or the can design. Um, that's awesome. I can't wait to get out, get that out there publicly. So will this be sold at all anywhere else publicly or just at their locations? No, it, it's it's going to be throughout the Treasure Valley. They're going to can it. Um, I mean, they're in grocery stores. They're Western Collective. You can buy that at Albertsons. Um, I mean, you're going to see it. You're going to see it throughout the Treasure Valley. My In the press release initially, I wrote, you know, my hope is that no matter where you're watching a game from, uh, you'll be able to have it. Now, I can't make any promises you know, that it's going to be in the stadium or the arena or, or anything, but um, those conversations uh, are happening. Um, but I can't, I, I don't control whether that's going to come to fruition. So I can't make that promise. Now, now folks, this is kind of inside baseball stuff, but uh, occasionally there'll be a time where a uh, press release has to be written by someone and they have a quote from themselves in the press release. And I've, I've, I've uh, I'll tell you what, man, nobody does it better. And nobody makes it sound more authentic than Joe Nickel. I despise quoting myself in press release. I, I, I always have. You know, I never wanted to be quoted or out there publicly in my previous uh, life. But you and our uh, friend Mike Safford, man, two of the best in the business. I do not like putting press release quotes <laughs> from myself, but here we are. Uh, one more time. What is the uh, the date and the time again for folks uh, and, and more details on the party? 
April 29th, Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. General public is invited. Um, you know, the, that's that's the official launch party. Um, we'll have, you know, obviously the beer will be there. Um, it's going to be canned. So, I mean, you can have it on tap at the brewery. You can leave with with packs of the cans. Um, you know, we'll have food trucks. Um, it's it's going to be awesome. So uh, general public's invited. I'm going to send a press release out here later today. Um, uh, you know, to get this to get this invitation out to the media, you guys are all more than welcome to to join. Um, would love to have you out there. What uh, and you mentioned some of the other deals. I want to get back to that. I mean, uh, I know Happy Teriyaki. Yeah, uh, you guys are doing. What, what else is kind of going on in terms in in terms of the uh, revenue generation here? Yeah, I mean it, that some of those conversations started with Dan Landucci at Paddles Up, and, and I know you know Dan and. And he approached us, you know, his, his, his software system allowed him to do a roundup campaign. And he said, you know, I want to help the Horseshoe Collective. Um, we have the ability at all of our stores to allow our patrons to round up as a donation uh, to the Horseshoe Collective. Um, and so Dan approached us with that idea. And, you know, once he approached us with that and we got that out there, we've got several more, uh, you know, businesses that have said, hey, we'd like to do something similar. That's that's creative. It's awesome. It's it's another Bronco. I mean, Dan graduated from Boise State. So did his wife. Um you know, they, they love Bronco athletics and they want to support. And uh, this is a part of that. And so they got they got together and, and had a creative idea. And, and that's you know, that's going to build the long term sustainability of this program is is people getting creative and, and wanting to, to, to step up and, and help out and see this be successful. Um, and then once we did that, you know, I've been talking to Joel Schneider about doing something. And so, you know, he you know, if you mentioned uh, uh, the Horseshoe Collective, uh, the day of the spring game, um, you know, he 50 percent of the 50 percent of the sale donated back to the to the collective. And this is something that, you know, we talked about maybe doing in the future. And, um, you know, that's it's it's starting points for for a lot of these businesses and you're testing things and see if they work and, you know, drawing some attention for the business and, and getting some revenue for the collective. And it's 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 been really cool to see the reaction from you know business owners and and business leaders in our community. And like you said, it all adds up. You may think your uh, $9.38 bill rounded up to $10. I don't know if you've gotten any numbers back on on how it's been going, but I would assume uh, 50 cents here and there uh, several times a day, does it, it, that can make an impact. It can. And when you take that over the course of a year and, and trying to keep it fresh and bring it back public, I mean, you know, we launched this right after the basketball team was selected for the NCAA tournament. So we made sure that you know the first round of this is going to go to the basketball fund. You know, I mean, you just, you just had Justin on there having a phenomenal year. I mean, it, it makes sense to, to, you know, as we get closer to the end of the season, you know, the, the, the attention and all that's ramping up to make sure that, you know, that's now going to the softball program, um, you know, keeping this fresh, you know, spreading it around, um, you know, is going to be what, you know, I think keeps people interested in the concept. Well, paddles up, poke. That that deal's still going on, correct? They can yeah, it's, it, Dan's, intention is, Dan's intention is for this to be a year-round campaign. That's awesome. Uh, can't let too much out of the bag, but uh, maybe future BNN sponsor paddles at Poke. We'll, we'll hey, I've got I've got another uh, I've got another announcement coming here in a couple of weeks, and I think you'll like it. Right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I, like I, I even you know my 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 mind my brain is always sometimes gets me in trouble with with the ideas that I come up with, but uh, I've I've got plenty of ideas that I think that the, the Horseshoe Collective could uh, continue to. Uh, build uh build brands and build things and stuff moving forward so uh, i think you guys are on the right track it's awesome what you're doing and uh we really appreciate uh, your time what now what i guess final question if there's a business owner watching this if there's just some guy that wants to make a donation watching this um you have the website obviously can folks donate directly on there should they email you uh, how what, what's how can the average joe get involved in this 
No, I, I appreciate you asking that question, BJ. Um, you know, right now we, we actually have a website uh, in the process of getting built. Uh, we do have an online donation portal. Um, we link to that on our Twitter page, um, horseshoe underscore BSU. Um, the easiest way to reach out and, and see about getting involved would be to email me, joe at the horseshoecollective.com. You email me, I can send you the donation link if that's what you're looking for. If you're a business looking, you know, to get involved, whether from a sponsorship uh, standpoint or just, you know, to support, um, you know, we can have those conversations. I mean, my intent in the future, when our guys are going out into the community, guys and gals, when they're going out into the community, I would love to have them in a Horseshoe Collective shirt, you know, with their name and number on the back. Um, there's, there's sponsorship opportunities for the front of those shirts so that whenever we've got people out into the community, um, you know, your, your business logo could be on those shirts, you know, featured on that website. I mean, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now, BJ, you've been doing this for, for a while now. So it's, it's similar concepts. And, um, if this is something you'd like your business affiliated with, by all means, Joe at the horseshoe Send him an email, Joe at the horseshoecollective.com. The Twitter account was what horseshoe underscore BSU, I believe. Mm-hmm. Horseshoe Did you come up with a name, BSU. by the way, or who, who had the name for the horseshoe collective? No, that was our that was our that was our board of directors, the guys who started okay. this whole process. Awesome. Well, it's uh it's really cool to see where it's going and uh best of luck uh, moving forward. Well, uh, the 29th, one to four uh for the beer event. Hopefully we'll see a lot of folks out there. That uh, should be fun, and then uh eagerly awaiting some of your other uh, announcements uh, as well. And uh, appreciate the time as always, Joe. Glad we could finally make it work and, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right, BJ. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. There he is. Joe Nickel from the horseshoe collective. We appreciate him for coming on great stuff. Uh, and again, get involved, send him an email, Joe at the horseshoe collective.com. You know, I, I know he, there's some things maybe he can or can't say, but the horseshoe collective has a direct impact on recruiting on student athletes on, on uh, guys not transferring and wanting to stay at Boise state for future years. Um, that all matters. And, and, and there's people throwing out numbers and it, it happens that they need this amount of money if they want to stay or this or that. And guys like Joe are trying to, you know, within the legalities of the rules, find ways to get uh, partners and events that these guys can go to and get them paid. So uh, everybody's happy and it's uh, it works out. And so uh, it's a, a game changer. Boise State's been at the top of the NIL um, you know, from the very start, they've been winning awards and doing things for NIL and uh, the Horseshoe Collective, as you hear, is doing things that no other collectives are doing either. So it sounds like uh, Boise State continues to be on the upper echelon of uh, kind of c- cutting edge, I guess, in terms of NIL and all the different opportunities that are out there. And again, Joe at the Horseshoe Collective, if you want to email him. And I think it's uh, fascinating to kind of hear uh, the behind the scenes of how it's all going. And yeah, you can go get a, go get a poke bowl and go have a beer. And at the same time, help out uh, student athletes at Boise state. That's, that uh, is pretty cool. So, Hey, a uh, quick reminder before we get out of here, the golf tournament on June 2nd, make sure you head on out to Timberstone golf course, looking forward to it. Really excited about this. We got some afternoon foursome still available. So hopefully you'll jump in and uh, purchase one. You get lunch, you get drinks on the course, you get a golf glove, you get a t-shirt, you get all kinds of fun other stuff that we haven't announced yet, but all kinds of goodies throughout the day at the different holes. You get to uh, meet and greet with some of your favorite local coaches and athletes. Leon Rice will be doing a Q&A up on stage. Uh, he'll be happy to take pictures with you. Uh, we got uh, some other coach basketball coaches. We got some basketball players, Tyson Degenhart, RJ Keene, maybe even some football players. Well, there will be some football players. We just haven't announced them yet. And, of course, you can win a hole-in-one from Lithia Ford if you get a hole-in-one on hole six out there at Timberstone. A lot of other cool promotions like that. So uh, join uh, Prater and Tust and Johnny and myself and the whole Bronco Nation News gang. We'd love to have you June 2nd at Timberstone. 
Uh, get more information at uh, bronconationnews.com slash golf. That'll do it for Friday's show. Thanks to Joe Nickel. Thanks to Justin Schultz. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed it, and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend. Go check out the Boise State softball game today at uh, 4 o'clock, and I'll be back with John Mallory on Monday. Very, very cool announcement coming. Uh, a, a business partnership that uh, BNN and, and some of my friends are getting involved in, and we're going to have the perfect Mother's Day gift for you on Monday. Very excited to talk to you about uh, a cool, cool announcement about uh, something you and your family can have that will be a keepsake forever. So we'll tell you that on Monday. And we got a very special guest that's going to be coming on. Um, I, I think I can probably tease the guest. I don't know why I couldn't. Joe Buck. Joe Buck's going to join us on Monday's show if the schedule works out and permits. And uh, Joe Buck will help us make this announcement about a cool thing we're doing with uh, Bronco Nation News. So, uh, Joe Buck, you, World Series, Super Bowl, everything else. Don't miss a Monday, 9 a.m., Bronco Nation News. So, uh, have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you Monday, Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.